was waiting for you. Hey, what's wrong? Oh, it's nothing. It's just a readjustment. Your eyes. Hey, what's wrong? Oh, it's nothing. It's just a readjustment. Your eyes. Welcome to the Road to Damnation podcast. Welcome to the Road to Damnation, our Horace Heresy podcast. Today, there is only just Shane and myself. What's going on, fellas? Our lovely plan to create a pretty cool episode for Temp has just fallen apart slightly, but we're getting there. So, <laughs> yeah, sometimes real life gets in the way, you know? Nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. All right, so um, before we kind of do into like what we've been up to in terms of the hobby progress and for, and all of that fun stuff, we should mention the competition. And yes. Oh no! Do you want to scale it back? Uh... Make it a little bit more simple, like maybe a, a logo that we can use on a dice or a uh, like a. Ruler, I guess, like a gaming ruler. Sure. Yeah, why right. not? So once again, if anyone wants to answer this, just send us a drawing or a design idea for it can be used on a dice, it can be used or you can try and do our four horsemen's of the apocalypse riding jet bikes. I don't know. Uh but you can email that to us. It's road to damnation three zero K at gmail dot com. Any sort of design that we can use in a Dice or a ruler, or if you want to try out crazy design, shoot it up. We'll be the judge, and then you have the chance of winning a Spartan. Yep, yeah. If you really impress uh, me and Chris, then uh, you know might get something extra out of our uh, personal uh, stashes of of uh, hobby. <laughs> crazy thing is, I've seen Chris's stash, and if yours is equal to his, it's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> It gets a little excessive sometimes. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, I'm not buying anything else until I've at least built and painted what I have. And yeah. then I'm like, ooh, do I want the Like, even today, I was like, ooh, do I buy some Warhounds for Titanicus? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, let's just walk away from this thought. They have to. I was going to pick up one, and I was like, Ah, not there yet. I'm not there. <sighs> sad, sad child. Yeah. <laughs> well, I you know, I have to tell you the game experience I had today, but we'll get to that in a sec. So, this uh, episode, I, I have a feeling is going to steer itself towards more ti- uh, heresy, Titanicus, than it will actual heresy. Um, but Shane, what have you been up to for hobby progress? So. I finished that commissar for that commission that I've been working on. Yes. Turned out pretty good. Um, yeah. Client's happy with it. So I'll be dropping that off tomorrow. Um, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was, uh, I think raging heroes was the, was the brand miniatures. I I forget, but, um, painted that up. So that's done. Sent that off. I'm going to be sending that off to the client to tomorrow. And then, uh, I managed to also finish up my two Warhounds for Titanicus. Oh, very nice. 
Oh my gosh. I, so my wife bought me, um, the other she So I bought four, but two of them, my wife paid for. Mm-hmm. So, um, as a, like a wedding anniversary present, cause we celebrate our wedding anniversary every year. And, uh, why so, would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so she, the stipulation was, she was like, well, look, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for this stuff, but you can't have two of them until, you know, our wedding anniversary. So I was like, man, that's a fair trade. So I, I got to wait to get the other two until, uh, next, like a week or so. So, Damn. Oh God, I know I'm chopping at the bit. They're such awesome models, dude. You know, surprisingly, I've been very happy with the models that are coming out for Titanicus. I do have one gripe though. One gripe. And I can explain it when I get to what I'm on about. Well, after experience today, I, it may it will make more sense. Okay. All right. So, um, all right. Well, I'll, I'll just, I'll just I'm gonna, all right. I'm just gonna keep moving. Um, hang on. No, what I'll do, I'll jump in and I'll tell you mine. All right. Yeah, I was gonna say, it totally set me off there. <laughs> so, um, I built up my other Reva. I got them ready to be dry brushed silver um, mm-hmm. and then some weathering and I've got to put the panels on it. So I'll have my Reavers. I have all my knights built, my Quest Oral Knight banners built. My Warlords are painted. I just have to base them. Mm-hmm. But, um, in the Misk, I'm, I'm trying to build up the Titanicus community in around where I live. So I... I put out on the page, you know, anyone want to play? And this this kid uh, was like, yeah, I'm down. So I went to play, and he has currently right now, because his Warlord is being painted. Oh, cool. Um, So right now he only has two Reavers and two Warhounds. Okay. Long story short, he runs the demos for the store. So his is actually the store's copy, so... They get paid professionally, <laughs> okay. so he gets them. So he doesn't. So we we wanted to do a one thousand two hundred and fifty point game. All right. So okay, I had to give him all of my quest or night banner. Uh, no, three of them, three of them, three of the quest or mm. night banners. So he had three of those. He had his two warhounds and his two reavers, and I had one reaver, two warlords. Mm-hmm. That was equivalent to about the same point cost. Uh, game started off pretty even, but the problem is majority of the weapons for the Warhound and the Reaver maxed mm-hmm. out as strength eight. Uh oh. And if you look at the Warlord, a lot of the uh, minimum oh, yeah. is uh, thirteen. There, you could say the Warlord is just so overpowered right terms, and like some of the guns for the warhound and the reaver need to be a little bit stronger and this would be my gripe with titanicus right now is the fact that with the reaver you don't get half the weapons they need more weapons with the warhound it comes with all of the weapons available if i'm correct for what yep. they can take I get what you're saying, yeah. It it only comes with a couple, but there are more. And there is one Strength 9 weapon it should be able to take. So if you're playing with a Warlord and your opponent doesn't have one, you're kind of in an advantage. You got it, yeah. 
Um, so what ended up happening was first turn, pretty even. I shuffled up, he shuffled up. Warlords should have literally pasted one of the Warhounds. But the problem mm-hmm. was uh, he took a stratagem that gave him a cover of two. It's like two minus uh... two. So like I, he should have been dead, but like, and then he was rolling really well on his covers. Bullshitted his way into victory. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call it victory. I pretty much towards the end of it, which is pretty funny. So turn two, much of the same's going on. He's trying to chip away at my void shields. I'm trying to chip away at his turn three. Mm-hmm. All the void shields are down. For most, my warlords still had some. Turn four is where chaos happens. Uh, my my two warlords just died. Like, mm-hmm. Warhound off, Reaver off, all the Questor Knight banners off, and he was he was just like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna call it here. Wait, like, wait, wait, oh wait, wait, wait. He's the one that didn't have the uh, the Warhound warlords. Excuse me. Yeah, I had two of them. Oh. I thought you didn't have them. Oh, dear. Yeah, so basically what ended up happening was my warlords troused his whole army, and he's like, he's like, it's all well and good. He's like, but until they have, like, the weapons need to be tweaked a little bit because the warlord is so strong. Yeah. You're hitting them on fives and sixes. So it's... There you are. If you're going to play a game and he has a Warlord, make sure that you have a Warlord. At least it can do the same damage. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what it sounds like, is right now, like, you you have to have a Warlord in your list. It's that, or, or you need to both understand that, like, hey, we're not going to run Warlords because they're just so powerful right now. What I do like is, like, instead of releasing an FAQ, they can just release new data cards for the weapons. Or if they change the characteristics, his new command terminals for the the Titans. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, um, it, it's got to happen with the the Warhounds uh, weapons. The plasmas are like eight, like in a game where they're a D, and then for this they're like strength eight. It's like, wow, is the plasma really strength D in table in the thirty K? Yeah. No, no, it's not. Pretty sure it is. All right, I'll look that up. Or, I didn't or, think it was. Or is it the... Yeah, you could be right. Felt bad, because I was running two Warlords, and I did say he might as well have one of mine, and I'll take a couple of his, like, Reaver or Warhounds to build the points. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I'll be all right. And then it's like turn four, I pretty much wiped most of his stuff off the table. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah, I can see what yeah. the reason. Sun Titan Plasma Blast Gun is uh, on rapid fire. It's uh, 72 inch strength 8, AP2, primary weapon 2, Plasma Blast 7, or I'm sorry, Massive Blast 7 inch. If you overload it, it's 96 inches strength 10, AP2, primary weapon 1, Apocalyptic Blast 9 inch, Sun Fury Plasma Annihilator, 72 inches strength 9, AP2, primary weapon 4, Apocalyptic Barrage, Plasma Wave. So, let's see which one. Which is it? The last, the laser ones. I'm sorry, I'm I'm unfamiliar with the warhounds. Like, so the warhound can take the. You're thinking of the turbo laser destructor. That's the yeah. D weapon. It the is Titan a D weapon. plasma. Yeah, yeah. The Titan plasma blast gun is uh strength. Was oh, it eight or nine? I think I said. Um. Yeah. 
And he's still really good. Yeah, it's it's uh, strength eight, and then if you overload, it's strength ten. But uh, yeah, it's still good. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I I get what you're saying. Like, I don't know. I, I've people have been so I don't I haven't played that much. I only played a couple times at Nova, and even then, all we had were the warlords painted. Yep. So uh, our field of view is very limited, and the from so from what I'm hearing is that. Um, if you don't have, if you have Warhounds, you're never going to want to run Knights again. True or false? True. I mean, they're quick and their weapons are, I'm actually finding Questoral Knights to be useless. Really? I feel like their combat weapon needs to be a little bit stronger. Um, the weapons, I mean, they can chip away at a void shield, but it's not devastating to the body. I mean, I would say they need some work. See, I've heard that. Oh my gosh, I'm so surprised because people have been saying like, "Oh my gosh, like if you get him in close combat with a warlord, the warlord's fucked." No, the warlord will trounce them. Really? Yeah, because the warlord has um, he has what's called a smash attack, which mm-hmm. is his size plus one, deep re attack. So his size ten plus one, that makes him eleven. And you get deep re attacks. It's 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 ridiculous. It's <laughs> uh, okay. So like these little knights, so they'll, they'll they'll chip away like slowly, but like the warlords say, "All right, smash!" All <laughs> yeah, right, get the fuck re- out of my face. It's it's like they're dead. They're, it's ridiculous. Like a strength eleven attack. Even the reaver. If you take the chain fist as strength eight, if you take the yeah. one that. They only have available with the box, which is the power fist. That's strength nine. But you know, it, it, I think you compensate with the amount of dice you get to roll with those two. But like it's size plus one. So if you wanted to do a smash attack with a reaver, it's a size eight, I believe. So then it's nine. His smash attack is better. Wow. Uh, the warhounds, the guy I was playing with, he had him set up as double plasma and double laser. They move nine inches compared to the Titans four or the Warlords four. Um, they get free pivot maneuvers, so they're quick. They can get up the field. Um, the range is pretty disappointing on the weapons, though. So, like, I can't even like see. Like, okay, I, wow. What? Am, I, I okay. I really want to try this now because I feel like I could outmaneuver my opponent, but. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I come down. We're definitely gonna play some Titanicus. Yeah, because I, I like. There's no one. There's there's people in my area, but no one's like ready to play. You know what I mean? Like everybody's just crazy. Like they, they're just distracted playing other games. Like people have bought it and they have the models, but it's just like it's like me, where I'm always like, ah, like I can't. Like I gotta work or whatever. You know, like people. Our schedules just never match up. So. Yeah, it's it's tough uh, for me, but like I'm trying to make a push because like it it's a game I'm kind of enjoying a lot. It's there's strategy in it, which is nice um, compared to ape. <laughs> that dirty word ape. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even gonna go there this episode. <laughs> I've already gone there. Um, so there's strategy involved to it. There's because uh, you got the command base, which you know, if your warlord needs to make repairs, the plus one to the dice for the servitors mm-hmm. will definitely help him get up and running again. 
So like a five <laughs> is a six, so you can avoid shields the quicker. Three is a four, so you can <laughs> some plasma. Yeah. One thing that does also grind me a little bit is so everyone's got these really nice warlords, right? Yeah. And the build out for Titanicus, the Grandmaster Edition, was two apocalypse missile launchers and two mm-hmm. Bellicosa volcano cannons. Volcano cannons, yep. Mm-hmm. I do not like playing with the volcano cannon. Even though it is strength 12, it is. Straining, yeah, it's it's rough on your reactor. You generate heat so quickly. Yeah, I don't mind playing with one, but with two, you can make it the gets annoying, explode yeah. very quickly. I was like, you end up having to make more emergency repair rolls than actual like playing the game, like picking where you want to shoot. Yeah, see, like that was always my that was my issue because we played at Nova Open a bunch, and I can't like I can't I don't know I just kept rolling like. Oh, like I generated two things of heat on my fucking warlord. Like, God damn it. And like, it was always a battle between like, do I overheat? Will I overheat or will they destroy me first? Because like, I don't know. I just can't make repair rolls. I just could not roll to save my life. Found it with like, I don't like playing with the two Bellicosa. Some of them might, but like, I feel like I want to be able to use uh, burst fire. I want to be able to use uh, split fire. I want to run quake can a quake cannon. At least one, because that just sounds amazing. So I did a proxy on that. Ooh. Like, it pretended it was a Quake Cannon. And mm-hmm. in this game, actually, so I, I did a lot of, like, I don't want to run it as you see it, so I'm going to play around with the card. Because I've, I've played a couple of games now with that same set. It is what it is. This is what right. it has. Let me yeah. play it. And it just, for me, it hasn't been, like, crazy fun. But for this one... I, I was like, all right, I'm gonna proxy in some different weapons. Had a lot more fun with the models. Like, yeah, the yeah. quake cannon. Like, uh, you have to be careful. Some of the weapons they have like um, some descriptions that are actually in the rules. They will help, but it was a mm. lot more fun. Warlords mm. didn't drain down too quickly, so I was able to use a couple of other commands, like charge <laughs> and split fire. <laughs> Stuff that makes the game interesting. Yes. So, uh, you know, one draining weapon is fine, but having more than one is just not. I, I would not recommend it. I gotcha. See, I, um, I, yeah, I don't know. It's rough. <laughs> Still just a lot thinking. of fun. I ended up clearing table. Uh, the stratagems help with the game, too, because you don't show your opponents which one you take, and then you can just play them randomly, and it helps add to the game a bit more. Would definitely recommend those too. Mm, okay, I've ran a couple of basic games where I haven't included those, but when I've included them, the games yeah. been better. Huh. But it, from my take, at least, I Questoral Night Bandits. If you have Warhounds, you'll probably want to take the Warhounds. No shit. I've okay. See, I have twelve Questorus Knights because I just they're adorable. Like I just they're so much fun. Um, and uh. I have two Warhounds and two more on the way, but wow, that, that's upsetting because I love Night. God damn it. Turn it into Epic GW. Stop cock teasing me. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Just fucking make it into Epic, okay? So the kid I was talking to, mm-hmm. he is, uh, so Triumph is the event at some place that Mythicos has asked us to run an event for. 
And mm-hmm. Chris dropped the line like one of the early episodes. He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna run this event. They want like eighty people there." Mm-hmm. So we were talking about doing one giant Titanicus game, but we're gonna. There's a guy who makes the 3D prints for like all of like the vehicles and flyers and. Uh, he was talking like he would come up with the rules for them to put into Titanicus, and we just have like the extra models in. Because that was another point he made is some of the guns on like the Reaver and like they're designed to kill infantry. They're they're like terrible. Once you take down a void shield, you're like, well, I can't really hurt you with this weapon anymore. Right. So it's like it's the, you know it's meant to be there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that would be cool. You could do something like Beta Garmin or something, you know, to uh do like massive Titan death or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. My prediction is next year, uh, Talarn. That's what we'll see. And what they'll do is we'll introduce vehicles. I'm hoping so. I'm I'm hoping to see like a glaive or like. Fuck yeah! I want to see my falchion and stuff like that. I, I was really hoping for flyers too, like a Thunderhawk gunship or something like that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And then I think troops will be like the last add to it. He wants to attempt it, and I think it will be a pretty cool idea. So we've found some models this guy makes online, and you just scale them up a little bit. They were four epic, but cool. You can since they're three D printed, you can scale them up a little bit. And we're gonna try and create rules and add them in for a bit of fun. I don't even know that you need to. I mean, I from what I've seen on the internet people's epic stuff seems to scale better with the new Titan with the tight, the new Titans than it did with the old ones, you know, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have that stuff. So me neither. <laughs> me neither. I know yeah, someone yeah. who has a crap ton of epic. Uh, oh, not on tonight. Yeah. Fucking beta mail. <laughs> God damn it. Chris, why are you sick? Stop being ill. <laughs> you know, it, it is the season. God. It is the season. You know, where it gets really cold, and it's the best time of year, man. It is. I don't. I don't mind it. I like the cold. You know, yeah. It was my biking season today, so Same. I was almost crying about the... that. Um, <laughs> actually, no. What ended up happening was I showed up, got a couple of runs in, and there was like a hundred people there, and I was like, "I'm not doing this anymore," and I went home. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Too many. Too many pricks. Yes. Too, when, you know, when it's crowded, like people start making stupid mistakes and it gets dangerous. So I'm just like, nah, drive and play some Titanicus. So I went home and then went and played Titanicus. So then. I wish I had that option. Damn it. You do. Oh, you can always drive all the way up to me and it would take you about three hours. And <laughs> All right. Fuck <laughs> that. Two weekends. Two weekends. I'll be there. We'll be playing some. Yeah, um, yeah, fuck yeah. That's coming up. So, my second part was actually, so I finished Fulcrum. Great book. Absolutely loved it. Don't know why it took me so long to like actually get into that. Maybe because I wasn't a fan of Fulcrum himself. Mm-hmm. But, but it was a great book. Right. Great ending. Um, And then I started right? reading the next book I had lined up, which I thought was in line with where I was in the heresy. But I ended up reading and completing Legion. Which is the Alpha Legion book? Oh, I know what book that is. That book and is... I liked it. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. Um, if you don't like the... it, you can fuck right off. 
Probably Space Wolf players don't like it. <laughs> Space Wolf players. So my question is to you and anyone else that wants to answer this. Now, were Alpha Legion playing Horus? Did they actually join the Heresy? Uh, yeah, I mean, they definitely do. I, I think th- they're definitely fighting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you read later, um, if you read later on, um, they definitely are working for, uh, they, they do work for both sides. Let's just put it that. Well, yeah. So like, um, all right. For anyone that hasn't read this book, I'm going to give you a huge spoiler. Spoiler word. Just so you don't get annoyed with me. So at the, at the end, the elder basically take the two Primarchs, which is one soul. They explain that. Omega and Alpharius. And then mm-hmm. they take two other people and they show them of the future because it's set two years before the heresy began. Mm-hmm. And they see what Horus becomes. Mm-hmm. So they know all about this event. So they have to have been playing both sides. Like, there's... It, I don't think they were truly traitor. Like I think they were working covertly like they do to try and manipulate it or control it. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty well known that Alpharius works for, like he, he is on the emperor's side. Like he's straight up doing it because of what the cabal told him where, you know, the emperor, if the emperor has to die and blah, 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 you know, whereas Omegon is, is definitely doing it for Horus. So, and when you read Praetorian of Dorne, y- it will be perfectly clear to you that they're playing both sides. So, I'm making my way through the series of the books. I think I'm on to Mechanicum next. Is this mm-hmm. one in line? Oh, it's so, such a good book. There. Don't spoil it. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. The early series is just so good. Oh my gosh, I miss those days when like every book was just so good and like you just devoured them up. Now I'm on, I'm at the point now where it's like, oh, okay, another short story compilation. Like they announced the ending of the series and I was like, thank fucking God. Like <laughs> I saw that. So Black Library announced that the Siege of Terror is coming. Yes, eight books. They've like confirmed eight books and that's it. Did you watch the video Black Library did on YouTube explaining about the book? No, I did not. I was a bad boy. I didn't watch that. The guy, one of the main writers of the books, explains that the the difficulties they had in making... Because people already know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they still wanted to make the book excellent. So they had like meetings to like discuss, like, what are we going to do? How are we going to make this to make people want to read this? So yep. it's pretty crazy. Um, I'm pretty excited to see what happens. Oh, same. Even though I already know the main prince, uh, principle of that. But not for nothing, I mean, I'm currently really enjoying. So if you haven't read them, reading Horus Rising into False Gods, into Galaxy in Flames. To be honest, in my head, I, didn't, I wasn't thinking that Isfan 3 was going to happen so soon. Is it, it is Isfan 3? The uh, Dropside Massacre? Or wherever yeah, it's Isfan 5. It's Isfan 5. Isfan 5? Yep, Istvan Three is when the traitors purge their own ranks. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, no, the well, the Dropsite Massacre is when the Salamanders, Raven Guard, and yeah, the sorry, um, I'm Raven, um, <laughs> and the Iron Hands all get cooked. So in those three books, is 
basically Horus purging his legion of, uh, I want to call them loyalists, like true to the Emperor's cause. You and would, then, you fucking dog. Dude, Garviel Loken, I was so surprised. to like, Dude, oh my god, yeah, that's true, Loken's a fucking bam. So then, also, I was so surprised that in Fulgrim was the Dropside Massacre. Like, it came up so quickly. Like, I was like, what? This happens all so, so soon. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's pretty crazy. So now I'm on the Mechanicum, and then after that is Burning, uh, Prospero Burns. Yeah, that's another good one. A Thousand Suns is better, I think. I have a feeling this might be from the Space Wolf side. I haven't got there yet, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm Pros- gonna be like, fucking yeah. Space Wolves player. <laughs> Yeah, a thousand. So the one thing I will say is that when you read a thousand suns, it makes you love the thousand suns and hate the space wolves, which for me was easy because I already hate space wolves. And then when I read Prospera Burns, it made me hate the thousand suns and kind of be okay with the space wolves. But I mean, they're still dumb. So I like how much can you like a, a faction that's just stupid? So I, uh, for me, I, I love the thousand suns story. Really? I fucking hate him. I just find it, like, pretty crazy that he was trying to help stop Horus being manipulated by Chaos, and then he goes to try and warn the Emperor of this, and fucks that up, and then the Emperor's like, the fuck, and sends Lehman Russ after him. So, like, was he Chaos? No. Did he get turned to Chaos because he was an idiot, and, like, broke a bunch of rules yeah i could see that yeah so his supreme arrogance but then you know russ because he's a cuck you know he's the one who the horse is like nah bro just go fucking kill him and he's like oh yeah i hate i hate the space wolves they're so dumb like i don't care who you are the space wolves are the stupidest legion like they're just dumb like they're oh my god what they basically did was take vikings and made them a legion they took Vikings and made them not interesting. Pretty much. Because, like, they're like, oh, like, they, they make really potent beer so that they can get drunk. And I'm just like, that <laughs> is just, like, uh. And then, like, the idiots, like, oh, I can, like, because I'm like a dog, I can smell things really well. And that's why, like, my fa- there's a scene in A Thousand Suns, and I'm not giving away anything by this. But, like, they talk about how uh, this dude is just sitting there and he's headshotting. Space wolves, and he's just like, does Russ only have stupid sons? Why don't they wear helmets? <laughs> like, it, it's just amazing. Like, space wolves just—they break the lore. Like, I don't care what anybody says, they break the lore because, of, like, in a secular Imperium, you have this entire legion that's clearly fucked up with their whole like all this fucked up shit they do with like the word and everything, and they're like, ah, it's not warp magic, it's the word and all that other stupid bullshit, and yet somehow. They, they get away with it. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> good entrance right there. It's good timing. <laughs> That's a Space Wolves player. <laughs> oh my god. That's so funny. The timing was so perfect. It was. It was. Oh, God. Whew. Okay. <laughs> I just need a minute. <laughs>
Gather it takes a minute. <laughs> if you haven't guessed, I'm I'm slowly making my way through the books. So far, my favorite has probably been Fulgrim. If I'm if talking about the ones I read so far, Fulgrim is my favorite. I don't know why it took me so long to like. I just had a hate for like Fulgrim as a character. I don't know. Just it's a great book. Excellent book. Love the ending. It's so tragic, you know. It's tragic, but at the same time, it's like, so at this point in the series, and once again, spoiler alert, um, Fulgrim has a alien sword, and then that demon that was inside it takes over his body and traps Fulgrim, a Primarch who basically killed his favorite... His own brother. Favorite yeah. brother. Yeah. His best friend. Yeah. And... The demon's like, he was weak. And it's like, yeah, he was. Like, there was a point in the book I I found interesting. It's when he, the sculptor was sculpting this marble for the emperor. And Fulcrum has yeah, yeah, statues. Yeah. And he's like, tell me why these don't aren't as good as yours. And the guy's like, I don't want to do it. And, it. and it's like this whole back and forth. And then when he actually tells Fulcrum, he's like, Fulcrum takes offense. Oh, yeah. See, so... You're a fucking moron. What are you doing? <laughs> right, like, there's no such thing as too perfect, yeah. This was bringing me to the point, like, at that point in the book, they were talking about how Emperor's children had all decorated their armor in bright colors, and... So, I mean, technically, you could make them look like weird heretics at that point. Um, it was only after... The ceremony where, like, they summoned some demons on stage. Uh, did Fulgrim actually paint his armor back to the way it should have been? Well, yeah. yeah. This, this, so, okay. Like, obviously, the like, people uh, in my, my age and right now, there's, like, this huge drug epidemic going on. So, like, that's how I look at Fulgrim. Like, he's having an issue with, like, with, like, his whole issue is with, his, like, he has some deep flaw and He's having a problem. Like he's having trouble coping. And like when the demon finally takes over, that's just him being like, you know what? Like, yeah, I've been dabbling in this. It's been fun. And now I've done something because I dabbled a little too much that I just, I don't know how to live with. And now I'm just going to go for the absolution for, for the absolution oblivion. Yeah, man. And that's, that. that's why I think, feel like Fulgrim for me is so tragic because like, there's been a lot of a lot of my classmates have passed away from drug overdoses and stuff, and so it it, it just reminded me his story of like people that you know as you watch like no matter it doesn't matter like what you say to them or like how hard you try to reach out to them like you just slowly watch them just gradually lose more and more control until eventually they get to a point where you're like I don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah, man, very tragic. I've had some people same reason, but you know you always hope they get better. Even with Fulgrim, you're like, oh, for maybe, sure. And, and some people do, but like Fulgrim, man. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. It's my internet shit tonight. Um, and, and like, but like, that's where Fulgrim is. Where like he he's like he doesn't even realize he's dabbling too much until it's just way too, way too late. There's just no going back, and that's when he's just like, you know what? I could never go back now anyway, so it doesn't matter how much I want to go back. I can't, so I'm just going to give up. It's so tragic. I mean, to be honest, like, so I knew of, like, the sword that Fulgrim had, and the the, the, the debate, was it him or was it the swords? It, it wasn't him. He was devastated by it, and at that point, he was just like, take me, like, put me somewhere safe. 
And then that's when the demon took over. So, mm-hmm. you know, as much as it's, you know, I'm enjoying the Heresy series of the books. And if you uh, haven't read them, I would definitely recommend start reading them. Because they definitely... I don't know about the later half. When we get to that, I might just be like, fucking whoever came up with this shit is, should be fired. <laughs> like, <laughs> But right now, they're really enjoyable. Yeah, they're great. Fingers crossed for Siege of Terror. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, to finish my hobby progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go back to Shane now. <laughs> I, uh... Alright, so I got those two Warhounds done. I got the Commissar done. Uh, I've been plugging away very slowly at, um... The Rampage, this World Leaders Commission, almost done. Did I mention in the last episode, I don't know, um, that I finished another Albert? Yeah, you did mention that in the last episode. Okay, that was, wow, man, losing track of days, it's all. It might might have been the uh, interview that's coming up later in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, in in a future, in the future. I mentioned it in the future. Yes, in the future. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, we we get joined by uh, the beta male, and uh, and, <laughs> and uh, we talk about painting. He talks about painting. We make fun. He talks we, about yeah. <laughs> he he talks about painting. We point out that he never paints. So, um, trying to think what else. Um, I did something else, and I can't remember. And this is really gonna bother me. Oh boy! Did you? Take up more commission work? Did you paint more World Eaters stuff for your army? I remember. I uh, I broke out the fam for Titanicus, yep. including the two Warhounds, and I took some pictures today. So I'm going to send that your way, and we'll get them up on the uh, Facebook and the Instagram. Uh, yeah. We definitely, um, when we get a chance, we're definitely going to post your whole. Legio Mortis army for Adeptus Titanicus. Because they look Hell awesome. yeah. I can't wait to I'm see them. I'm sending them in the chat right now. Yeah, dude, we're going to smash out some games. So um, I'll have, I have some generic terrain we can use when you, uh, sh- when you come over, but uh, hoping to have my Titanicus buildings painted up by then, but we'll see. Not, not holding my breath on that. Those... Warhounds look awesome. Those plasma look excellent. Thank you. Appreciate that. No, the one thing I'm dreading, and so I'm not a particularly good painter at very tiny detail, so I'm mm. not looking forward to painting the Questor or Night Banners straight out. But the way you've done them is pretty simple. It looks simple, but it's probably very complicated. As I'm insulting you. <laughs> what, just airbrushing plasma? That's not that bad. No, I was on about the Questor or Night Banners. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man, my internet's so bad. Yeah, it's no, it's eh, yeah, a little bit. I don't know. It's it's not my best work, that's for sure. They look good, much better than I could do. That's for sure. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I'm excited for our game. Yes, it's going to be epic. Fuck. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> okay, I you had can to fair no. in the it, It's it's got to be in there at least once. <laughs> so that's my hobby progress. What is right. your hobby progress, sir? My hobby progress has kind of been reading that book, um, Legion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've started um, taking my Betrayal Calf box, which is no longer sold by Games Workshop. Mm-hmm. And I am spray. I have all of the 
base coats down for my Emperor's children. I just said I hate Fulgrim as a character, but yeah, I really like bright color armies, so I pick bright color <laughs> armies. Okay. Um, so I've taken those, um, laid my base coat down. So if anyone follows us on Facebook, you've seen the land, uh, the javelin speeder that I did. So that's the color I'm going for. So it's three purples that goes into that. And mm-hmm. I have the three purples down, and I'm now using a shade serpent. I can't even pronounce that. I'm not even going to bother. Seraphim sepia? Yes. To do the weathering um, okay. on, on the models. So I'm now going around all the edges with that, going around all of the models that I have. Um, yeah. Uh, oh. And I built my Master of Signals and my Champion for Emperor's Children too, which oh nice oh do I love him that, oh my gosh can I just can I just gush a little bit about the Master of Signal model like oh my gosh it's, it's great it's fucking awesome like I don't if you don't like it I don't like you I don't know who you are but if I, I don't want to even talk to you so if you don't like if you if shout out if you don't like the Master of Signal uh, model please write to us at. Uh, the road to damnation podcast at gmail.com because I want to know who you are so I can meet you. Oh, yeah. Road to damnation 30k at gmail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I want you to write in the show so I can so I can tell you how much I hate you. Even the Legion champion. I love this model. I love the pose. Yeah. Um, I need to buy those again. Great model. Great pose. Um, so, oh my god. The last time I painted these things uh, it was when I first started the heresy because I was doing Death Guard. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, it was so amazing to paint. It was such a fun experience because, like, I, I'd been so used to 40K and it'd been so long since I painted anything GW related. And uh, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so different from anything I've ever like painted before. And it was just amazing. Like, it's just such an awesome model. It's so cool. If you don't like it, fucking go away just just leave right now you, you know what? if you don't like it you should probably play space wolves no no space wolves is bad enough space wolves is bad enough you know i'm, I'm working on it some like the troops are well space marines are a little bit more difficult to paint than the vehicle and i'm learning mm-hmm. it the hard way so like some models i'm hitting it too closely and it's okay like, looking different compared to the rest <laughs> yep so it, it, i'm gonna have to strip a couple and go from now but yeah um infantry is tough it's definitely a different beast than painting vehicles i like painting vehicles because i learned infantry <laughs> to paint um so infantry is super or i'm sorry vehicles are super fucking easy because you have such a huge canvas to just be uh, put a little highlight here, put a little shading here. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go back in and work on this here. And Whereas with infantry, you really need a lot more trick. Like, you have that area, for sure, but like you need to uh, dial down with your trigger control, and that's what will get you your um, working area is trigger control. Yeah, that's where I'm finding. So, one of them. So, I was busy building up my layers and trying to do Xenophil uh, highlighting. Mm-hmm. Like to get some areas to show up brighter than others, and then this one yep. dude—I don't know what. Like I was trying to do trigger, and he—he's ended up being this darker, glossier purple compared to everything else. And I was like, 
How did you become glossier? I don't understand what I've done here. Um, yeah. Um, it's probably more pain. That's probably <laughs> what it is. An exercise you can do to practice your trigger control is take a white piece of paper yeah. or any color, really, and then just put some paint in there and practice signing your name. But do it in a manner that the line of the paint and the color is consistent throughout. You know what I mean? So that it looks okay. like you just drew it with a pen. All right. Well, I will definitely try that. Um, and then also one thing I'm going to have to learn is so Emperor's children have some whites in them. And yeah, I buddy. was like, let me try this with a brush. And it came out like strokey. Like you could see the brush marks and I don't mm-hmm. want that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to learn how to do small sections on a miniature mm-hmm. on white. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of painting tutorials out there that can help you. Yeah, it's definitely. And I believe I'm going to a painting class with Runestorm Painting on weathering vehicles. Who, Rune, Rune, RuneScape Painting? Uh, he mentioned it to me. It's like $285. Um, and you basically come with your paints and they show you all these crazy weathering techniques for vehicles. Who is this? Through? It's actually close to you. Oh, shit, okay. Is that through CK Studios? It might be. That sounds That's familiar, pretty... yes. Okay, That's pretty dope. Yeah, they, they do a nice job. They'll help you out for sure. Uh, he was signing up for it. He was like, you should come. I was like, all right. Let's do this. It's like the only way I'm gonna learn is by practice, so I got some time. Yeah. So we have that going on. Pretty excited. So that's pretty much it for hobby progress for me. I'm I'm not really a commission painter. You wouldn't want my stuff. It's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta start somewhere. That's the best way of explaining it. Um so yeah. Um so then we should move on to events, and we are two weeks away from... Betrayer Part 4. That's right. If you don't know, Betrayer Part 4 is coming up. Uh, that's going to be mad fun. I will be there. Fuck yeah. Come on out. Meet us. Hang out. Talk shit. Yes. Laugh when I bring my new army list, and I try and play Shane. <laughs> I would want the second turn with him. Yeah, that's right. You want that second turn. You you want... No, 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 fuck you. You want to go first. Fuck you. No, I want the second turn. I'm playing Drop Assault World Eater, so I don't want to go first either. <laughs> I want the second turn so I can get it out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, so we got Betrayal. It's, if you guys haven't signed up, you should definitely do it. It's a fun event. It's going to be from like 11 to like 9, I believe, right? It's well, it, yeah. So it's uh, three thousand points at the Adventurers Guild in Harrisburg, and that's on November seventeenth. And we are doing. Um, so I realize we realize that uh, not everyone can do three thousand points fully painted because it is a three color minimum event. If you can't you do three thousand, be space wolves and just take my army out of the box. No, fortunately, can't do that. So. There's that. So it's uh, if you can't do a full 3,000 points on your own, uh, you can team up with a partner, and you can do 1,500 point piece uh, a piece, and then you can face off against either two other players at 1,500 or up another player at 3,000 points. But it starts at 11.30. That's when dice roll down. Uh, and it goes until 8, and we always go out for dinner afterwards. So if you want to go and talk shit and 
have some brews and you know talk about your games afterwards you're invited to that too. meet some of the podcast crew uh meet some brains behind betrayer um but it's a great event we do not we definitely do not encourage uh whack players so uh it's a narrative so if you bring a hard list we're gonna figure it out and i guarantee you something's going to happen that's going to take you down a peg just so that your opponent is at least has a fighting chance to win it's a good good cool yeah you'll want to have fun yep but um in addition to doing the three thousand points we're allowing a 500 point sideboard so um, that's also on the table. If you want to change it up, you know, you're, you, you show up and you're like, you know what? I'm facing off against Space Wolves. Uh, I need to bring Dick Kicker list because Space Wolves are Dick Kickers. There you go. You can swap out that 500 points and have a little more dick kicking in yeah, your army. Just take some quad morses with phosphax and stuff. <laughs> now hang them down. <laughs> See, yeah, uh, three quad mortars all with phosphax and just sit back and just nuke them as they come in. Um, but yeah, uh, it is a 650 point Lord of War cap unless you're facing space wolves. Then in that case, it's uh, anything goes. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that's that's betrayer. Come on out, we. Uh, We'd love to have you come. Player, uh, look up Betrayer Part Four for 2018 on Facebook, uh, or you can email the show, and we will get you sorted out so that you can come. Love to have you. everybody's invited. So, as well as Betrayer, big news is we actually have everything almost set up for registration of Panama Part Two. Oh yeah. Which Shane is also a part of to help us create this event. Yes, sir. Chris is not here. I don't know how much I should give away. What I will say is the event is the 23rd, I believe. <laughs> the weekend after. This is how much I've planned this. You don't, uh, even... You don't the... even know. It's, it's, it's tough. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> how many beers have you had? Uh, just two. Um, so it is the 23rd. I am correct on that. Uh, same time as last time. We're actually going to do this a little bit differently, though. So the plan is, in the first round, is going to be the 3,000-point games. So anyone that wants to play a 3,000-point game against someone else, uh, come from, uh, come to it, set up an army. Uh, the more loyalists, the better. We didn't really have that many loyalists last time. Apparently, everyone likes to be a tracer. Shane. Hey, I, I can't help it that all I did was encourage traders to go to your event. Okay. <laughs> uh, so then I bring people. That's all I can say. <laughs> yes, and I'm struggling to do that for betrayal. <laughs> the second half of the day. This is where we've completely made it. So there is going to be six spots available for a. Mega Basil. Fuck yeah. Six spots. Free loyalists, free traces. This first come first up. Battle. The games in the morning will directly have a an effect on the games later on. And then God in the second right, half, we're gonna have one thousand five hundred point battles of Zomotalis and Centurion, which you should be able to get a couple of those games in compared to the Mega Battle, which would just be one that goes the whole way. And then also 1,225 points of Titanicus as well. So if you're a Titanicus player, swing down. I will be there. 
sir. Okay, so I, I'm a noob, right? Because yeah. I this is how little I've played Titanicus. Uh, is there a Force Orc chart for that game? <laughs> there is not, but you would want to run a mana pole because that will give you some sort of benefit. And in a small battle, it's not. It's they consider it a medium sized battle. It should last two hours, is what the, the rulebook states it should. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that you'll get free stratagems, and I was able to fit two warlords and a reaver in there for that cost. So, all right. So if if I'm, what what if I want to do both? What if I want to play a little bit of thirty k? Like I'm thirty curious, but I'm also a little bit of Titanicus curious. That's the great there? part. So for the second half of the event, you can play small one thousand five hundred point games. Or you can play Adeptus Titanicus, and because they're going to be a little bit quicker, you should be able to get more of those games in. So we've front-loaded the first part of the event with the larger games. That's to so you have a bit more time. And then after lunch, we've back-ended it with smaller, easier-to-flow games, and then there will be the, the one big game. And it's all relevant towards the narrative. Just remember that. That's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, same thing goes out. Like, if if we should... If we... You can bring your whack list, like, that's fine, but don't let me see you. Because I'm a, if I, I'll drop something. Something's going to happen. Whether it's four owlbears just tearing your shit up, something's going to come down, and you're going to regret everything. So... What we've done with this is, without giving too much away, the big 3,000-point battles have a direct correlation to the second round. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it will definitely cause an impact. Traitors, bring your A-game. No excuses. I expect nothing but victory. Loyalists, show them why they're traitors. Fucking blood for Horus. <laughs> I'm the only goddamn traitor on this podcast. Fuck you guys. Yeah, that is true. Actually, you know, I'm the only fucking traitor, even with the goddamn person we interviewed. God damn it! Well, eventually, like in January, there might be another traitor making an appearance. Yeah, that's true. This is true. So we got that. Good, won't be unnumbered. Paramore Part Two, Twenty Third Sign Up should be coming up soon. Um. There will be a bunch of dissimilar restrictions to what it was the first time. Uh, some slight modifications. We're going to cap also the Lord of War at 650 points. Um, strategic reasonings. No more Warhounds. <laughs> yeah, that's just not fun. Like, they're so cool, I get it, but yeah. I don't want my game to be determined by turn two. We were trying to find a way to stop Porphyrions, but we found out that's impossible. They're too cheap for what they are. Yeah. But if you run a Porphyron, you'll be alright. You're not as bad as a Space Wolf player, so there's that. This is true. This is true. <laughs> if you run Lehman Russ, there will be something coming down. <laughs> yeah. Just a giant D hit every turn <laughs> right on Russ. <laughs> I should do that. Oh, God. <laughs> Plus one to the result. Uh, yes. So then, uh, the other event, which should be pretty fun for anyone that's local, is the Jersey Devil Painting Competition. 
and heresy if you do not show out in big form you know because we have the best painted stuff fuck yeah we do but let me tell you that there is uh oh my god i keep forgetting his name but he's a fantastic painter and i think he's going to that and i'm really excited to see what he puts there timothy Yes, that's it. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Sorry, Tim. Tim, uh, an excellent painter. He should be there. He, I think this is one of his events. If I'm... Yeah, okay. So that that would explain why he admit, invited me. Yes, that, that would definitely explain it. So he came up with this. It's the Jersey Devil. Someone's tried telling me that this was a mythical creature that lived in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. I I don't know. It's probably like a Tasmanian devil. No one's ever seen it. I don't know. I don't know. Don't care. But it's a pretty cool name for a painting competition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's New Jersey. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> so, any other events that are coming up that we're unaware of? Uh, I mean, there's. if you are just curious about your local... Not even your local, but you're like the wider area on the East Coast. There's always the Maryland 30K boys. Shout out to Ryan Bridges and his crew. They're good people. They run awesome events. Um, there's the Richmond 30K guys, although that's a bit far from where we're at. And then there's also New, New England. England. Yep, New England 30K. They're awesome dudes too. Uh, Phil and Tim have a rock solid scene up there. So if you know, depending on where you're at, there's people. There's uh, Delaware County. Delaware in general. So heresy is I feel like it's finally starting to take off here on the East Coast. And I'm happy. Yeah, man. And I'm I'm proud to be a part of that. Me too. It's uh it's a fun community. It's better than certain other communities I've tried. And I am really pumped for Adeptus Titanicus. So I'm excited to see what comes along. Um maybe we'll see some Serastus Knights coming in as a Amazing. I want 12 of each. <laughs> I think I would have a bunch of it. I'm hoping, you know, Serastus are a little bit better at close combat. You know, having like the spear or or the chain fist or I don't know. I feel like knight it sounds so from what you're saying to me, it sounds it so with my limited knowledge of Titanicus. It sounds like knights need some kind of save just based on how fast they are, you know? I feel like, so to give them a boost, I would mm-hmm. make their close combat weapons stronger. So if they do get, or it's either that or you got to weaken the warlords. If you weaken mm-hmm. him so the weapons, instead of a five, it's a four. Mm-hmm. Something where it's a little bit easier to hurt a warlords with them. It would give them a little bit more of a purpose. Yeah, I guess. Uh, if anyone else has an event coming up they want to shout out, just shoot us an email at roadtodamnation30k at gmail.com. We now also have a Facebook page. You can follow us on that, and we will push it out. And we also have Instagram, which I forgive everyone. I am actually Instagram, an Instagram idiot, as I do not personally have one. Got to give me that login stuff, man. Yeah, I do. I forget what I'm... I think it's the same thing. It's the same email and the same password. So you're able to post away on that too. Um, I was trying to see if I could add users. I don't don't know. But you're on the... You do have the admin for the Facebook page. You're on that. So you can post away on that too. Um, So yeah, that's uh, really it for events. Um, This 
next section. I think I've been saying his name for a very long time, and we'll get him on. Brad. Caucus Mechanicus. Oh, yeah, Brad, right. That's right. <laughs> um, Actually? Yeah. <laughs> his name is um actually. Sorry, it felt like a perfect timing. <laughs> you got to. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, so we're going to take a cut. We're going to cut over to uh, an with Bradford Kramer on uh, just some general hobby chat about uh, how he paints his amazing, I mean, absolutely incredible salamanders. Cool. Um, let me just start this out with uh, Shane's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to start the episode. See? There you go. Alright, so I'll, I'll do the whole intro thing, which is, this is the Road to Damnation of Horace Heresy Podcast. I'm here with Shane. It's happening. We also have, and I've been saying we'll bring him on for a very long time, we're actually bringing him on. Uh, Brad. How's it going, boys? Currently, I'm the only person from New Jersey in this. Damn. <laughs> we should probably keep it that way. <laughs> I'm sure Chris <laughs> would be like, yo, fuck you, cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Not even here to defend himself. No, would you... We'll just we'll make a new hashtag that's just like fuck uh, psycho Chris. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say has, hashtag fuck New Jersey, but sure. <laughs> but you can say that too. I'm not really from here, so I can't. I don't really get offended by that. <laughs> of all the of all the states you could have chosen to to live in, though, what the fuck made you choose here? It's closest to the ocean. He probably just opened up a map and was like, "Hey, uh, I'll go here." I wish it was like that. No, so uh, my dad's company was meant. To, it was his building was right next to the trade center uh, when that all went down. Ah, oh, shit. So that building got split up across New Jersey, and henceforth it was like, "Welcome to New Jersey," and everyone's like, "Oh, you're going to the armpit of America?" I was like, oh, where where are we going? And it's actually much nicer than where I lived in England, so it's still a win for me. <laughs> mm. Do you uh, do you want to start off with? Uh few questions here for uh bradford well yeah so we have brad uh who i'll post pictures up on our new facebook page as well as the group because i remembered that we now have that and instagram brad is a salamanders player who has this phenomenal paint scheme so first of all brad why did you pick salamanders um so when i first started out um, I just looked at all the Primarchs, and I kind of identify personally with Vulcan, so I decided to go with Salamanders. And I like the whole fire and hammers and shit like that, so that's that's pretty much it. That's it? So you, just, you just like the Vulcan? He's the most, he's like the most human out of all the Primarchs, and I, I kind of like that. He like destroyed an entire Dark Eldar fleet with like two blacksmith hammers that he made, so that's pretty cool too. Is it because you used to collect reptiles so you fell in love with salamanders? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not not really, but uh, I guess, I mean, maybe. All right. It's just Brad just identifies with a salamander because I'll, he just so used to just sunning himself, right? Because, you know, that's what salamanders do, right? They just lay on rocks, right? And do nothing because <laughs> Brad doesn't paint. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hashtag fuck Brad. <laughs> so, so we got the salamanders. Um you know and first of all did you start by painting with a brush or did you like just immediately try with the airbrush um so i've been painting miniatures let's see i started when i was younger um i did all brush work when i was younger and um 
that would have been probably around like third or fourth edition. And uh, I didn't really play. I was into it with like, I was just into it for painting. So I like bought like all the like, just like the character models that I liked a lot. And uh, I painted those. Um, so I started brush painting and I've been, I've been in, into art most of my life. Um, so I got back into it. It's probably five, about four or five, you know, five or six years ago now, I think, um, with Tyranids and, uh, Uh, no, no, he he was in uh, seventh ed. He was right at the tail end of seventh. Tail end of seventh. So, um, yeah, so I had, I had, I had, uh, Tyranids. And uh, I painted all those that I had by by hand with brush and and you know rattle cane and all that shit. So my I started looking into airbrushing, and uh, my younger brother is actually was actually a Space Wolves player, which is kind of gross. Oh, but yeah. um, I was like, yo, you know, you can leave. <laughs> yeah. Did he actually paint them or just? Uh... No, no. So so we made a deal. I was like, if you help me get the equi- equipment to. Uh, you know, start airbrushing, I'll paint your entire army. So, that's what I did. Wow. Um, Lewis, you, did you really have to ask that question? It's Space Wolves. The answer by <laughs> default is, no, he didn't paint them. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure that GW sells them like pr- uh, premium painted right now. You just crack the box open and like throw them on the table, right? <laughs> <laughs> just blue tack that shit together. Don't even bother painting. <laughs> it's, show, it. it's prepped for painting. Okay, it's been like that for a year. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so that I started with that, and um, basically I, I taught myself how to use the airbrush. So there was a lot of trial and error, um, a lot of research that went that was involved. I I did a lot of research, like just with like general airbrushing, like doing automotive airbrushing, like detail airbrushing, not like like painting the actual like color on the body of the car or whatever. Just kept practicing trigger control and getting down my, you know, consistencies, and it all went from there. Nice. You know, having recently just brought all of this, I, dude, stepping into airbrushing, it's like, there's so much you have to know, and it can be intimidating at points. Yeah, and there's a lot of opinions. I mean, you know what they say, opinions are like assholes, everybody has one, and some of them are are right, and some of them are wrong. Some of them kind of work, you know. You just gotta kind of like siphon through the bullshit and see what works for you. Yeah, I actually drug this motherfucker into thirty k. I'd like to. I'd like to put that out on the record. Oh yeah, yeah. That that is that is true. So, I saw so his death guard, and I thought that was really cool. And yeah, because of you, I'm out thousands of dollars. So <laughs> I'm gonna haunt your ass when I die. Oh my god. So. Someone um, is doing a forge alerter, and they're like, "Hey, you want? Anything? Yes, I need, uh, I need uh, some jet bikes." And they're like, "Cool. What else? Anything else?" So I was like, "Yeah, I need two Sakar Inventors." So they're like, "Yeah, all right. Here's your total." And I was like, "Oh my god! <laughs> this is the first time I've ordered since the price hike." And I was like, "Well, fuck me. Don't get those three jet bikes. I can't afford yeah. them." <laughs> Makes you Dude. fucking physically sick. But Brad is one of the few people that's actually seen and faced off against my. Uh, Death Guard when I had when I still had them. He even pl- uh, played them before he had his army painted for a while. Yeah, this is this is true. Yeah, I played them uh, at one of the Betrayers. Uh, uh, I think it was like the 
2,500 and 3,000 point level, maybe. Okay. So they were a lot of fun. I actually almost did Death Guard because I had so much fun playing them. But I just really like the Salamanders. And it's, it's, it's funny that I decided to, like, choose Salamanders and I'm like, oh, I want this army to look amazing. Um, and I'm fucking colorblind. <laughs> and they're red and green, basically. So, yeah. It's, uh... So you don't get to enjoy the beauty as much as everyone else. It's just... I, I often wonder what it looks like to other people, quite honestly. <laughs> I'm not, I, like... <laughs> Here we are. Well, Brad, you don't have to wonder any longer. You've been painting them purple for a year now. <laughs> oh, shit. So you, I've been doing Emperor's Children. I should just go hang myself. Uh, Everything's better than doing the Emperor's Children. Worst Legion ever. Thanks, guys. Uh, after reading... Um, oh, man. What was that book? Uh, Mark of Kalth. That actually made me want to do... Uh, Ultramarines, because I feel like they're not as gay in 30k as they are in 40k. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you, if you like most parts, you're gonna find a part that's gonna compel you to do an army. Like, like in a, for example, in um, uh, False Gods, I think it is. Uh, when they, when the Sons of Horus and World Leaders take that that uh, human stronghold, yeah, and so mm-hmm. like like the the wall blows up and like all the World Leaders get buried. And so the the sons of Horus have taken this stronghold, and they're like talking like peace. And the, their leaders like, well, I hope we'll treat you with respect, as, or you'll treat us with respect, like we would have treated you. And then all of a sudden, fucking Angron <laughs> just like bursts out of a pile of rubble, screams blood for Horus, and slaughters everybody. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best. Dude, part. <laughs> if you were talking about like, you know, you're talking about the Primarchs, and you look at like, some of them are just so crazy. Like, how did the Emperor not see Angron and go, that guy's fucking chaos? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you read Master of Mankind, there's a there's a section there where he's like, he, he refers to him as Weapon 12, and he's like, Weapon 12 is damaged, but better to have a damaged weapon than no weapon at all. Uh, so maybe it did have an inkling. Uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's pretty fucked up, but it's better than having no fuck, like no weapons. Yeah, all. somebody's got to put their dick in the ugly chick, so it might as well be Angron. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we we kind of digress. So we got your salamanders. So first of all, what basing of green did you use on yours? Uh so I use uh sick uh, Vallejo game color, sick green. As my, uh, that's what I use. So I prime them, prime them red. I mean, red, gosh. Uh, black. I prime <laughs> them can't black. can't tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> or I, I pri- <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Vallejo could be pulling a fast one on me, but I prime them black with the uh, Vallejo surface primer. Um, I really like it because it's got like such a nice finish um, when you're, you know, when, you, when you're done. Um, but then I use I use the sick green, and basically what I do is I do it at a higher pressure, and I mix it to like a medium consistency, and that gives me a nice like spray, and I just work it in. And so I basically just use sick green. I don't actually have like a highlight color or anything like that. Damn. Do you do any like xenophobe 
highlights highlighting or that's basically what I do. I do like so I don't Zenithal it is like a pretty broad term. I do like a more controlled kind of like Zenithal highlighting, I guess you could say. Um I treat every like section as its own section and I figure out how light would refract off of it in nature. That's something I still can't comprehend. <laughs> I mean the best way the best way to uh figure that out is to study nature and figure out like how shapes interact with wherever your light source is coming from. So um it I generally just use like kind of like an above and to like pretty much right above, right overhead, like high noon kind of uh light source, and then I work from there. See, that's actually how I met Brad for the first time was he was just meditating in the forest. And I was just like, yo, what is up? You, <laughs> you should preach the word of good 30K. <laughs> Spend your time indoors. Get away yeah. from nature. <laughs> yeah. Get out of nature. <laughs> nature is for people who want cancer. Come you inside. Like, <laughs> you like fresh air? You can have all of that indoors with like primers and paints. Yeah, it's much better for you. Rich white people like to spend time outside. You you should be good for thirty k. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <sighs> so we have the base, and then so typically when you see a salamander's army, and mine's no different, the flames are almost not realistic. This is the best way of saying it. it. It just looks like a drawing of a flame. Like you were doing yeah, a- it's like a it's like a hot rod. Like a hot rod flame. Yeah. So then we have Brad's and his flames look very realistic. So it's a and once again I'll post a picture social media for everyone to look at, but Yeah, they'll they'll go up along with this episode. Yeah. So Brad, how how did you come up with the technique to do this? Oh, so it's when I was like going over it it took me a while as as Shane will attest since I don't paint anything. <laughs> it took me a while to start um painting my salamanders cuz I only wanted to do them once. I didn't want to repaint them. I didn't I didn't want to sell them and buy another army when I decided like I want to go the different direction. So, I took some time to figure out how I wanted them to look and I just really didn't like the hot rod flames. It looks so cartoony. And in in a game like 30k that is really gritty, and it sh- I feel like it shouldn't be cartoony, like like 40k, for example. Um, it's like they've never fought in a war. <laughs> not even that, yeah. But like you look at the black books at Salamanders, and that's that's not how their flames are. They're not done in that hot rod style. They're done in exactly, I think it's close to the style that Brad's achieved with his uh, hot mess. Yeah, and I, I've, I've, there was, I don't remember which black book it's from, but I remember one night Shane sent me a picture of a glaive. Um, I think it's like book three or something like that. Um, it's uh, probably there was a glaive in there and it had these like this really realistic flame on it and like coals and stuff. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. I'm going to do that. So I then researched how to do realistic flames. And basically I watched probably 50 to a hundred <laughs> videos on doing realistic flames on like motorcycles and stuff. And uh, I ended up coming up with my technique for painting them on my miniatures using that. So what I did is, is it's essentially freehand. 
Um, but you use a template to aid in making like hard lines on the flames. Okay. For like the highlights and such. Um, so what I did is I created a template um, that I used for that, and I cut it out of plastic card. And then I use that as like my template. It's got a bunch of squiggles and like waves and stuff on it. And I use that for freehanding the flame. So basically what you do is you start out on a black surface. So I'll, pl I'll prime my w whatever, my tank, aircraft, black. I decide how far up the uh, flames are going to go. And then I start working in my green. So I have a distinct change from the green to the black. So you, um, do, the, so you do the flames first before the, you prime the model in green? No, I do, the, I do the green first. So I prime it in black. I figure out how far I want the flames to go up. That stays black. And then I do my green. Because the flames are going to come up over on, onto the green a little bit. Okay. Um, so so you, you need to do the, the green before you do the flames. Um, so then what I basically do is I'll mix up a, a medium thickness, like for an airbrush, a medium thickness white. Um, and in the case of what color I actually use, I use Vallejo Game Color Dead White. And um, I'll go in there and I'll freehand in the, sh the general shapes of the flames with the airbrush. And then what I do is I go in with my template and I pick areas that I want to look hotter um, and I create a transition that has a hard line. So basically, when it's done, it'll look like a bunch of smoke almost. Um, and then you go in with a, a watered-down candy coat of red. Um, I use Vallejo Game Color Bloody Red. And then you candy coat that flame section. And what that does is it's essentially, if you're familiar with pre-shading, uh, it's essentially the same idea. We're creating contrast by having um, lighter undercoats with darker undercoats to contrast a single color that, that's going to be painted over the actual model. Um, so what ends up happening is the once you put that on, you have these red flames. And then I go back in with my template and I intensify areas um, across the flames wherever, wherever it would look proper. Um, and then I go in with like a, an orange. And in this case, I use Orange Fire from Vallejo Game Color. And I do another can candy coat over top. I'm noticing you're using a lot of game color and not airbrush paint. That's correct. All right, uh, Vallejo, as a, as a general paint, has a pretty thin pigment crush. Um, I have never run into issues uh, just using straight-up game color. And I paint so much that um, it's more cost-effective to buy the game color and then thin it than it is to buy the airbrush paints. Um, so that's, that's why I, I chose the game color over the game air. Now, I do have certain colors that are game air. Like, I, I don't use game color metallics in my airbrush. I only use game air metallics in my airbrush or the Vallejo uh, metal color. Okay. 
That's because they're 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 uh, specific to the range, and they're fucking amazing paints. If you're yeah. not using them, you reevaluate what you're doing. Yeah, Shane told me about this magnesium. I think you guys talked about it in your last podcast or something like that. And it's a really it's a really good color, and the finish um, is awesome too. It's yeah. just, it's just an, it's a real smooth finish. It's not like there's not a lot of like uneven flakiness because you can get that sometimes with with metallic paints. Um, and that that in general is what I found that I like about getting off at a tangent, but in general, that's what I found what I like about the Vallejo metallics in general is they have such a nice finishing, uh, well, a nice finish when you, when you airbrush them on, they're not so flaky, um, like Citadel paints, for example. The more I've started using like Vallejo, uh, scale 75. Five. Yep. Scale yeah, I got it right. I got it right. <laughs> It's a miracle. I'm, I'm able to <laughs> ten, ten episodes, and you finally got it. It's it's, I, it's how long it took for rune stone. Rune, painting. I was gonna say for runescape painting, right? <laughs> Dude, for those of us I, in that generation of that game, <laughs> I I got a li- message from a listener after that, and he was like, "Jesus Christ, it's scale seventy five. What the fuck?" <laughs> 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 I, just, I replied, I was like, yes, dot, 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 dot. we know, blame the alcohol. <laughs> alcohol, other substances, we'll go with that. Oh, yeah, uh, other substances, snorting, snorting uh, jizz. Nose, nose beers, boys. Nose beers and road sodas. Dude, I, I'm I'm good, you know. There's no, uh, I don't snore enough, nothing, but. Um... <laughs> it just takes a whole shitload of Adderall. <laughs> There are people you, awake. Snort, you, know, uh, you gotta uh, snort that, otherwise you're not doing it right. <laughs> so, in the end, we just get this like really cool flame effect, which I mean, compared to mine, they definitely look pretty amazing. Yeah, it's and it's it's really not that difficult to do. It just takes some practice and airbrush control. Um, what what is difficult about it is knowing what's enough and knowing like naturally like how a flame kind of works so i can't stress enough that even though we're painting objects from a fantasy realm or a sci-fi realm uh you need to take from nature so whenever you're looking to paint something before i even like will go online and see what other people have done with like a said model um i will go and i'll i'll try to find similar things in real life so that I can observe how they look in person. Yeah, I, I can see that with, with flames definitely. It's it's uh I'm just I'm just wondering how you make a Shane look like a cock. I mean you, you don't want to go <laughs> look at that in real life. It just Yeah, just... that's true. Everybody knows that Shane looks like a cock though. So yeah. we don't need to Yeah. It's I'm surprised to hear you say that, Lewis, because I've smashed Brad in on the tabletop, but I haven't had an opportunity yet to smash you. And so I'm just wondering where the bitterness comes from. And like, Brad, I get hashtag RIP terrain. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like uh, I could put, you know, if I take 25 drakes, I'm pretty sure I'd smash for your whole army. (laughs) Yeah, I got, I got you fam. If you sleep over my place, it's on. (laughs) Oh, Oh, (laughs) Hey, (laughs) yo, 
I don't get out the gimp suit. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I hope this fucking puppy doesn't keep you up awake. Keep you awake all night. <laughs> no, I'll keep you awake when I'm just like, yo, bitch, I beat your ass. <laughs> Make that it'll t-shirt the, now. It'll be the gerbils that you shove up his ass. That'll, that's what keeps him awake. There you go. See. But unfortunately, I think for Petra, I'm just bringing the one army. I'm, I'm going with the the Ultramarines. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be the only salamander again. Thank God. <laughs> to be honest, if, if I'm going to be real, and since we're on about it, I actually really didn't get into the hobbying side of the, the game, like mm-hmm. doing the army, until like I started seeing... So I saw Brad's army, I was like, fuck me, I should really try and do an effort of making my own army and painting it <laughs> from scratch. Because yeah. like, I feel like there's some, probably some better connection to this. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, 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 definitely, it's definitely more rewarding. I can understand, you know, if if you can't paint, you really want something that looks nice, and you spent so much money on this army to get it commissioned out. But even there, you're still paying the hobby tax, you know? Whether yeah. it's money that you made by busting your ass, or whether you busted your ass with a paintbrush. Pretty much. And so, like, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna invest in an airbrush and try and do this properly. And, you know... To get like the basic paint down on the model, it's so much quicker. Like just to get it going and the way you go. Also, it allow me to prime models in the winter. Yeah, that's a big key. I can't do that here because it gets too damn cold. Or even in the summer when it gets too humid. Yeah, I mean, I don't honestly. I don't use rattle can to prime my stuff. So I only use airbrush primer. So I'm always priming in my hood. Not even gonna make the joke there. <laughs> so it's only recently and since I have more time and you know I'm like all right let me let me try and like I did that one ja- javelin bike and the way it came out I was like super pumped with it and I was like no nah, it's actually pretty rewarding so you know yeah. try you know and you're only going to get better but as you I practice. saw Brad's army I saw um Al's army uh I, you know saw Chris get his hobby progression from his Spartan of a year ago to what it is right now it's like ah damn dude I, I've been doing this all wrong so <laughs> <It's like, stop. laughs> and the funny thing is you don't realize you don't realize until you start to see it especially for your own sh- uh your own stuff like I, when I did my um death guard you know i i thought they weren't like i knew they weren't that great but i thought they were pretty good and because like i really tried to like push my um like weathering and stuff like that with them and like it, i now i look back on them just like oh my gosh like don't ever tell me when i painted that <laughs> <laughs> dude and and you know you know what i like about heresy quite a bit is the weathering techniques that people do use on the their vehicles yeah yeah, I feel like Heresy goes for more like grim, um, like almost like military modeler feel with their miniatures. Whereas, um, you know, like Aegis, not knocking Aegis Sigmar because it's it's fantasy, but like they go for a, definitely a different look. I mean, th- those guys definitely do their fucking work. I mean, th- oh yeah, what Brad? We walked around the at Adepticon this year. Oh yeah, there was like fucking four shit. tables with like full size pirate ships on them, like. Six foot tables with like five foot pirate ships on them, like, and like not even goofy looking pirate ships, like legit looking like that's fantasy shit, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's for they they Sigmar guys definitely do their hobby right. I mean, yeah, 
the as the, the 40k it it just goes for a more like toy i feel no, like it's no, more like a toy soldier look that's all it's going for <laughs> hell fuck most people don't even paint their goddamn army no, I, I feel like it takes away sometimes, like especially now, like you know, you're like dude, you're an adult, like just play, just paint it, like just just paint it, just I don't get it. Yeah, pay someone to paint it. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that will paint your stuff if you want it painted. Yeah, for sure. Shame. You got the cash. Yeah, that's the thing. If you got if you got the cash, yeah, you gotta be well. Like you can get it done cheaply, but. You know, you it's, it's going to look cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and not that the, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Some people might like that, but yeah, I mean, some people don't care, which I don't understand because it's like call spend me cheap. Much money. <laughs> yeah, you spend you spend X amount of dollar. I mean, you're going to be spending four hundred bucks minimum, and that's being conservative to start playing. And I just I just can't fathom why you'd want them to look like a hunk of shit. It's like I bought those three jet bikes, hundred and twenty-one dollars. I was like, oh, oh. and I still need three more. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta take this army in doses because it's just like the butt hurts so bad. <laughs> just like, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, take out a second mortgage. I at this point might as well have. <laughs> it's all a government scam anyway. You know, do you think in the used market they'll also increase the prices by thirty percent to cover the new model cost? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even getting there with the Forge World. I'm, I'm just. Nah, it, it's you know it's it's been said to death. There's never. The only thing I want them that. to do is post a damn update. Yeah, I would like something. Just, just something. You know. I don't know. Yeah, we're they're supposed to be like a praetor for every army now, right? Like a special praetor. That was word on uh, the street, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I believe that came out of the open days or something like that. I forget. I all I know is where I want oh my god, I want that goddamn uh world leaders pray tour if that ever comes out. Not ever comes out, but like if they ever they if every legion gets one. Oh yeah. Oh uh, man. Mm. Maybe Emperor's Emperor's children oh, actually god. get some uh decals too there there well oh i was gonna say pray to i was like they already do just go to adam and adam and eve.com <laughs> so i had this discussion with chris not on air but like uh, you know there's some legions you could go a little bit crazy with on like making them look a little bit like like they turn to uh chaos because like yeah you know, after finishing the Fulgrim book, like, the Emperor's Children's were, like, cutting themselves and, like, painting their armor different things. So you could technically do that with the Emperor's Children. And then you have, like... Oh, yeah, and they were so big. They were so big at doing modification. Like, they're just like, yeah, I'm all for that shit. So, you know, you have that. And then it's like, you got Death Guard that, like, pretty much when it came out the end of the the warp, they were... But... Yeah, at the end of the heresy, they are flown plague marines. And and if you read uh, Master of Mankind, they talk about like the world eaters that are fighting in the webway. They are full blown corn berserkers now. Like it, everyone in the web, like that's they're gone. They've gone witchy poo. So it it just depends on what look you're you're going for. Yeah, man. Like I would love if if GW would release 
an updated sculpt for the corn berserkers because I would love to take them and do some world eater, like make them my rampagers or something. Because not that the rampager models are bad, but I'm just I don't I just don't like them. You know, maybe it's because I don't play them anymore because they suck. But I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Every army has that one unit, just not that great. Yeah, I'm I'm painting up mine. Mine are in the process right now. Some pyroclast. Oh, I thought you were just gonna say salmonage in general. If you want, I have pyroclasts. You can have them. I got I got ten of them, man. I don't I don't think I need any more. You know than what that. sucks about them? But before I I can go on a tangent about this. They're wearing artificial armor and have to be in a land raider. They're no better than regular troops. Why can't they be in a rhino? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. all I'm gonna say. <laughs> be- because, because fuck you, because you probably also have fire drakes, so you need to take some kind of bullshit tax to <laughs> counteract that. That's why. Fuck you. But anyway, we have Petraea coming up, so we just found out Brad is not part of the, the playtest. You know, what is your favorite thing about Petraea? Like, let's sell this event that's coming up on the East Coast. I'm on the fence thinking about going, Bradford, sell me this event. Why should I go to Betrayer? Well, I mean... If you like broing out with your bros and playing some 30k, there's no better place. I mean, who doesn't love playing 30k all day long? And it's it's just good time. We generally have a pretty good group of guys come to. Um, I had I have zero complaints about anybody I've faced this year. Um, it's just it's just a lot of fun, and you get to see all the hard work people have done on their armies because um, it's a, it is a painting required event so it's nice to see all the hard work people have put in to get their armies up to standard to put on the table and as i always say i'm a i'm a painter before i'm a i'm a gamer so i I like that part a lot too yeah it's nice to see the people who even even just from a three color minimum standpoint it's nice to see that they've because these these guys are usually you know, they're, they're the guys who usually don't, you know, they don't have a lot of time to paint or they don't like painting. And so it's nice to see that even those guys, you know, they make the effort to make sure that they're at least meeting the standard because like, there's always a flurry of messages in PA 30 K chat leading up to betrayer where people are like, ah, like rushing to get my shit painted for the event. And so that's awesome too. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. It's nice. Nice to see. Like, and it's, uh, the rush is real. There, there. You'll never get something done like being under the gun. Let me tell you what. That's how I true. do all of my graduate work. <laughs> <laughs> Substances and an hour, like a day or two before it needs to be in. So let's do this. There you go. <laughs> uh, no, so you know, I'm I'm looking forward to betrayal. I'll be there. Uh, maybe Craigbot will be there with me. Still waiting. Craig can um you know, I don't know. I have to check. Um I don't think so. Myself? No, you haven't, but No, I Brad, haven't yet. But... Um Craig was we're, we're talking about Craig Bot. Oh, okay. Um Yeah, but I mean he, he could he, if he needs a place if you guys need a place to crash, just you know crash at my place. Craig's just gonna have to deal with some uh Titanicus and Maybe me and him can play some battle tech or something. I don't, I don't think know. he knows. I don't. There you I, go, guys. The offer, the offer's out there. If anybody wants to crash at Shane's house, you just have to give him a little kiss on the cheek. And then yep. that's it. Battle tech. Are you talking old school battle tech or alpha strike? 
old school, uh, classic Battletech. Yeah, maybe. He, that's the one he's uh, hard for. All right. So we covered painting. We covered the pet technique. All right. Is there anything else we need to cover? We're totally out of loop at this point. <laughs> Should have. I mean, if you, if you want to see any of my, my stuff, um, I have an Instagram. I have a Facebook page too, but. Yeah, shout I it out. Give, where can I post people more, find your more shit? shit. Or like, uh, if so, I want to get like my Primark painted or something, where like by you, who who where would I find you? So uh, it's the name of the studio is Valhalla, spelt exactly how how Valhalla is spelt. Uh, Valhalla Miniature Studio, and that's on Facebook and Instagram. Is that all one word on Instagram? Sure. Yeah, all one word on Instagram. <laughs> cool. And uh, so yeah, I gotta, I gotta fucking log into that. Um, do you do army commissions, Brad, or like, do you, are you single pieces or like, what's your, what's your shtick there? Chuckles. So I, I don't do armies anymore. Um, I'm actually booked up for the rest of, uh, 2018, um, and into the beginning of 2019. So mm-hmm. the books are closed till, till about spring. Um, but, uh, I do take all, I, I will take on, um, basically project pieces so like a primark or if you want something converted and painting it painted up to what i would consider a master class paint level um so three color minimum got it (laughs) yeah three color minimum uh no no eyes Uh, i don't paint eyes god Um, it used to be me (laughs) um but yeah so i'm i'm only going to be interested in taking on projects that i am either interested in or um or a single piece, and you just want some an amazing centerpiece for your army. Um, awesome. Now, question: If I am a full blown idiot and I need advice on painting, can I reach out to you? One hundred percent. I I will teach anybody anything they want to know about painting. Um, I pay. I I taught Shane, um, a lot of of different techniques when he got yep. started. Yep. Um, and if this mongoloid can do it, you can do it too. For fucking um, sure. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I, I'd be willing to answer any question if you have airbrush questions. I, I have, you know, knowledge on air airbrushing, and you know, or if you have color questions on color choice. He's obviously not going to be um, even though I am colorblind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I do I do know my colors, so I can tell you what to use to get a a, a certain effect. But I am colorblind, so um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So before hang on, so before we let him go, this is a little bit of. So before we let you go, hashtag fuck Shane. I'm I'm gonna no fuck you. Hashtag (laughs) fuck Lewis. Now I'm throwing that one in there. Um, (laughs) No, no. Before we let you go, I gotta ask you. We're gonna because we're gonna anybody we interview is gonna get asked a question. There was one fucking legion that you could pull out of the heresy. Who would it be and why? Like completely remove. Yeah, like if you could remove their story from the from the heresy. Oh, jeez, probably space <laughs> wolves. <laughs> what you, what's the better? It's like, oh no, we should also have people read us out with a funny story. We gotta add that in. Yeah, you know what? You could. Why don't you trim that part? Whoever does the editing, trim out that question and no, let's no. do that instead. No, no, I Brad, like that question. We'll leave this in. We're just gonna throw this in at the end of it. Yeah, this part's getting tripped out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so so all right, Brad. Everyone who's on the show uh, has to tell us a crazy ass story 
uh, before we let him go. So there's your, uh, it, what is a crazy ass story that you got for us? Uh, just any, any, any story. story. Yeah. I mean, could be about right, the cat uh, that bit you or whatever. Yeah. I, I have quite a few actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, uh, ran an uneventful life. I guess you could, <laughs> uh, quite the opposite actually. So, um, I could I could tell the bear punching story. I mean, yeah, if, if it's been told on RFI before, but it's if, all right. All going with it. All right, so um, if y'all motherfuckers need Jesus, <laughs> here you go. Yeah. So um, I I was a Boy Scout and uh, I was at summer camp one year. I was about I was I think I was sixteen at the time. Um, and as a senior scout, we had like an alternate campsite like a way uh, kind of attached to the main campsite, but off on its own a little bit. And uh, we had a cookout the night before this incident, and uh, we were making hamburgers and stuff like that. And I guess we didn't clean up well enough because I, I woke up to the sound of, like, breaking sticks and rocks moving around and stuff, and there was a big old uh, male black bear just tearing apart this, like, fire pit, trying to find something that he smelled. Um, so, at this point, like, this this was the first, well, I wouldn't say the first time, probably, like, second or third time, actually, that I've seen a bear, but this close. Um, and it, he, he was big. Like, he, he was at least pushing 300 pounds. Like, he was huge. And uh, so, this, this bear... I'm sitting in my tent. I'm like, all right, I should be fine in here. I don't have any food. There's no reason for him to kind of like come into my tent. And I look over and my tent mate is freaking out. And I was like, what's wrong? You know, the, the bear is fine. He's out, he's out there. Like, well, we're going to be fine. He's, and he goes, I have food in the tent. I'm like, you <laughs> idiot. Well, uh, the bear smelled, must have smelled whatever was in the tent. And uh, he started walking towards our tent. And I'm going to preface this with, if you've ever been to Boy Scout camp, you know what these tents look like. But they're basically a canvas bag on top of a metal frame. And the door flaps are secured with two ties. So the front and back. So you have two tie points in the front, two tie points in the back. So not very secure. Um, so we have our tent tied up and this bear comes trotting over and he sticks his nose in through the flap and without thinking I lunge forward and punch him as hard as I can in the <laughs> nose and he uh, yelps and then like runs away into the woods and I'm like hopped up on adrenaline so I start like ripping into my tent mate about having food in the tent so that, that's, uh, that's the bear punching story Hang on, so I've never done Boy Scouts, but I'm pretty, like, hiking, and, and the, the tent just sounds like garbage. <laughs> Did they just give you a bin bag? And, like, yeah, they're, well, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, ba they're made for, like, camping in the summer. Like, it's not fun to, like, go through, like, a rainstorm in them, because, like, if there's any kind of wind, like, the sides start flying up, like, they're just, you know, they're made for summer camping, for sure. Like, there's a lot of air movement. They're not very secure. Um, I mean, you shouldn't have food in the tent, not only because of bears, but, you know, mice will get in there, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it's, uh, so. Your instinct is to 
beat him up. Like, you were like, knock it the hell out. <laughs> yeah, man, I punched that fucker so hard. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I broke my hand. Turns out the only thing he broke was his <laughs> vagina. Yeah, right? <laughs> punched that bear so hard his balls fell off. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. That was a good story. Well, like, yeah, worthy, worthy. The worthy story, <laughs> and then if I do, you know that best story is pretty crazy <laughs> That's though. <fucking> ridiculous, <laughs> dude. I come from England. So you don't see wildlife, so when you go camping, it's like, oh yeah, you just wake up over here, just, dude. It doesn't surprise just me. Fucking Why rains not? where you're at, right, dude? I'll I'll take rain. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Oh my god, we're even at it. So much goddamn rain this year. Oh dude, it's been terrible. So my other hobby is bike riding and it's it's been terrible. Trails have been washed out. The bike mm-hmm. park that I go to, uh pretty famous on the East Coast is Diablo Bike Park or Mountain Creek Bike Park. Uh those trails have been trashed. Absolutely trashed. I'm riding them today and it's just like giant brake bumps. But that's a different <laughs> story. So that that interview with Brad, and once again, he gave you all of his details. Reach out to him if you have questions, or you want to try and book his service for a year out. Go for it. Um, two things we want to cover real quickly with you guys is the contest. So I don't know, is there a better way of being more clear about the contest? No, but like, let's just let's just put it out there. Like, you know, send us a logo, send us a picture, a drawing. You have a chance of winning yeah. a Spartan. And if you really like it, and Shane likes it, and Chris likes it, it could be something more. There is no restrictions to what country. There is no restrictions to you could be the drawing a itself, I guess. You could be a Space Wolves player, and I'll still send you that. Send you, it. you could draw a picture of Lehman Russ giving a finger to Shane, and it'd still be considered part of <laughs> it. Was, yeah, there you go. It would be considered part of it. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I don't think Shane would give you the extra, but it, it would definitely be the um so once again, any drawings, signs, send them to Road to Damnation 30k at gmail.com. That is our email. If you want to reach out to us with questions or content for the show, feel free to do so. If you want to add a funny story that we can close out on, send it to that email. And once again, that email is road to damnation 30k at gmail.com. All right. By the way, I read the pit, the description to the page. Whoever came up with it is pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it came off, and I just started laughing. Um, but yeah, so that is that. Um, the email, and also I should say, if anyone has any like topics they want us to cover, or or they have a battle st- story they want to tell us, send us a uh, an audio file, and we can add it to the show. But yeah. Alright, that's it from us. Hope you all enjoyed listening. Later. We're out. Hey guys, I realized a bunch of you requested uh, have another rant this week. Uh, but because of the interview, we didn't want to bog you down with a really long episode. I promise the next episode we'll have a rant. And to give you a little preview, it's about lazy heresy. And I uh, hope you all uh, tune in for the next one. Catch you later. <laughs>